It's Monday, and that means it's time for a new episode of the Joust About Careers podcast. I'm your host, Brian Brown, and I'm a career advisor and English teacher at Van Buren High School who has seen too many people spend a lot of money and time working toward careers they don't enjoy or that don't help them achieve the purposes they've identified for their lives. I want to make sure that doesn't happen to anyone else. My guest today is John Trofe, a men's basketball coach at Ohio Northern University. John will be sharing about what he does as a coach, what it's like to win a league championship at a Division I university, the importance of building relationships, the unglamorous parts of coaching, and much more. I hope what John shares today will help all of my listeners make better career decisions and have fulfilling career journeys. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Joust About Careers podcast. And today we have 2008 Van Buren graduate John Trofe with us. And John is currently an assistant basketball coach at Ohio Northern University. So he's going to be talking to us a little bit about his career path and how he ended up where he is today. So John, thank you very much for joining us. And I'd love to start out by just hearing a little bit about uh, as a basketball coach, and you you have been a head coach, you're currently an assistant coach. Uh, what does a typical day look like for you as a coach? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would say it probably depends. You know, what role you're in, um, where you're at, and what type of what time of year it is. Um, I don't think there's you know like um, I don't think there's a consistent schedule um, in terms of, Hey, I'm going to, you know, do this or do that. Right. So, um, you know, when I was at Oakland as a GA, right. That's, that's like the ultimate, like behind the scenes responsibility type guy. Right. So like there would be some days I'd need to be in there at like six in the morning. Um, and you know, like who knows, you know, I never, you know, I mean, and, and part of the thing is when you're, most GAs are going to be young, single. They don't have a family to go home to. That's why you, you, you're just basically available whenever. I would say like as a GA, I was on call. Um, there were a number of times when I would, you know, I would have just gone home and then a player would text me, hey, can I get in the gym for a workout? And I'd have to drive right back up to the school and it's, you know, 10, 10 p.m. or something. <laughs> um and then obviously at, at the higher levels, you know, the, the pressure to win is more. And so if you lose a game that you probably shouldn't have, um, you know, the, the you know, coaches may want to meet, um, you know, and, and, you know, I I had the rule um, and, and I've, I've tried to be consistent with this throughout my career. Certainly when I uh, didn't have a family, I definitely abided by it. Um, but I never wanted the head coach to be in the office alone. Um, and so I felt like if, if coach Campy was there or coach Ramsey or coach Murphy was there, right. Like, um, or coach young, like I felt like I needed to be there. Um, and so I, I really didn't adopt, I should say, I didn't adopt that until I was a GA, but like, there were a couple of nights, like Campy like would stay all night in the office. Cause he was frustrated about a loss. That just meant I stayed. Right. And I remember one time he came in and said something like, Hey, what are you doing here? I said, if you're here, I'm here. Um, he told me to go home, but I just was like, you know, I wanted, I wanted him to know that like, Hey, like I'm here. Like if you need anything, I'm here. Um, and so I, I, I think it's, it's super, you know, like 
right now, um, you know, I would say, you know, I'm in at a, you know, a fairly normal time in the morning around eight. And then, you know, we haven't started practices yet. So it feels more like a normal, like eight to five job. But next Saturday we start practices and we're doing our first practice at midnight. So like oh, wow. first official day of practice, we're going to practice at 1201. Um, and then practice again later that day at four and we have a recruit on campus and you know like yeah i mean yesterday i was went over to i didn't get home till like 11 p.m because i went over and watched youngstown state practice so it, it it really just depends like i would say like you have to um and anybody who wants to be a coach and this was good advice i got when i was young you have to be flexible um you know, if you decide that you're going to, you know, get married, have a family, like you need to have a family life that's flexible, um, have a have a spouse or partner that is flexible and understands that your job is crazy. Um, and, you know, it, it can be it just you just never know. Like, again, there were and I took losses hard as a head coach. Um, and so, you know, like some of those nights, like I wouldn't go to bed till two o'clock in the morning. And we had, you know, a six thirty, seven o'clock workout. And that just meant I just didn't go to bed and slept a few hours and went, went to workouts. So, um, I think I, that it's a complex, it's a complex question to ask because I think there's so many different ways that it can look. Right. And for every coach, it's going to be slightly different. And like for you sure. said, there are so many different situations a coach faces over the course of a season off season that there's a lot of variation. Yeah. So going back to getting your start, you went to Eastern Michigan university, earned a history degree there and got started as basically a, a team manager. How does that work at the division one level? Is that a good way to get started down the coaching path? Are there other ways to get started? Yeah, absolutely. So I think no, no two paths are going to be the same. Um, I think like if you have the opportunity to play, I do think like what you're going to find out, especially if you want to coach in college, um, is the coaching circle, the fraternity. It really is like a, a, a tight knit family, right? A lot of guys get their start by playing being a good leader, team captain, then they start off as like the GA for the coach they played for. And then they have that, they have a built-in circle of network from their their coach that they played for. Maybe he goes, gets another job, he takes you with you, or he's got all of his buddies, right? So I didn't play in college and I, I got good advice from, um, it's actually, he still works at Van Buren, uh, Coach Daniels, right? He said, hey, like, you know, I mean, I wasn't gifted enough to play in college. Like, that's just the facts, right? But he said, like, you should probably start off at the highest level. It's always easier to go down than it is to go up. And that's 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 good advice. And that's true in any business, right? Like, it's, it's easier to start off interning at Charles Schwab and go work at the local, you know, grocery store than it is to start working at the grocery store and work your way up to Charles Schwab. It happens, right. but it's just not as common. And so... um I decided that I was going to try and work at the highest level. I wanted to work at the, I wanted to do university of Michigan. Um, I did not get into school there, so it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> so I went to, I went to Eastern Michigan. 
Um, I had a really, really good, um, really good experience there for four years. Um, I worked, you know, I had a unique experience. So I worked for the same coaching staff for three years and then they got fired um, after my junior year and then had a different coaching staff my senior year. Um, and so there was, um, there was, I did have to experience that turnover. That was, that was unique. Um, but I'll, one of my closest coaching mentors who I worked for, for three years at Eastern Michigan, his name is, uh, Andy Moore. Um, I've stayed close with him since the beginning, uh, or since I worked at Eastern and now like, it's crazy. Like I'm back in Ohio at Ohio Northern and he's now the head coach of Reynoldsburg high school in Ohio. And so, you know, all this time we spent, you know, 12, 15 years apart and now we're, you know, kind of back clo closer to each other. So, right. um, I would just say there, yeah, there's no right or wrong path. A lot of like, there's, there's guys that do guys that get into it by playing guys that get into it by being a manager. I mean, some guys start off, like some guys don't even play in high school. They're, you know, they just kind of start off as like a high school coach and they win really, really, you know, they win at a high level and then um, just kind of go from there. So it's, there's, there's no right or wrong path. Um, I do think generally speaking though, the advice of, if you have a chance to get in at the highest level um, early, that gives you, I do think the best chance to stay at that level or certainly get in a network that is bigger. The, the, the higher level you are, there's just more, uh, uh, there's more positions available at the division one level. You have a head coach, three assistants, a GA, a Dobo, a video guy, uh, special assistant, administrative staff. Like there's so many positions at that level that it just, you know, the, the smaller you go, the less than the less positions there are. So. And as with everything, who you know makes a difference. Like you said, you you built you've built a lot of relationships, and obviously, um, you know, now in the future, in the past, I'm sure you've you've had to use or you've those relationships have allowed you to grow in your field and so forth. So I think that's that's always important to remember. As you look back at coaches uh you've worked with worked for what's what's something that has been really influential for you uh as you have continued down your coaching path i think and this goes back to the typical day what it what a day looks like um i think some of the the, the best advice i got uh, coach moore told me this um who i mentioned in the you know the previous question is that you need to work for the right people. Um, unfortunately, and again, this probably exists in any business, right? Like in any business, there's shady characters. There's guys that operate unethically. There's guys that, you know, you know, cheat. There's guys that steal, right? There are coaches the same way that do things the wrong way. Um, and you don't want to work for a guy like that. First off, your life's going to be miserable. And unless you're willing to, you know, do the same sort of shady activity, like you're, you're probably just not going to last. Right. And you're going to, you know, and for whatever reason, particularly those guys that have been doing it a long time, they've sort of like figured out a way to like navigate the rules 
and they just have won enough to where like people kind of look the other way. But like, if you go work for that guy and then you don't do what he says, even if it, you're like, I don't want to because it's wrong. Like if that dude puts a black mark on you, like your coaching career is over. Like you, I mean, maybe, maybe you can go coach high school or something, but like, it's just, it's not good when, when stuff like that happens. So I think working for the right guy um, can be, can be really, really important. And again, that goes back to the relationships. I think, um, I mean, the reason I coach, the reason I've stayed in coaching, particularly at the college level is the relationships. Um, and you know, that's, I think if guys, I think if coaches are relationship centered, you're going to find out pretty quickly. Um, and not that like, not that that means that we don't care about winning. Um, I just think like, what's, what's your, what's your purpose? What's your, um, you know, what, what are you doing? If you're, I, I would tell anybody, if your main goal to get into coaching is to win, I think you're getting in it for the wrong reasons. That's my personal opinion, right? There might be people that disagree with me, but I think the, the, I think the very first and foremost job of a coach is to be a mentor and a leader of young people. And that takes relationships. And if we're not if we're not doing that, I do not believe we are living up to our calling as a coach. Right. Well, that's that's really interesting to hear, and kind of leads into my next question. And maybe you've already answered it. You know, characteristics of people who go into coaching. Are there certain things you think a person has to have within themselves as a characteristic to go on and be successful as a coach? You know, is it the being willing and able to lead people uh, is it is it more than that Le leadership qualities are definitely going to be uh Im important especially if you want to be a head coach um i do think like you gotta have you gotta have a really really relentless work ethic um you've got like you've got to basically like view it as like i'm working really really hard to make a difference in the lives of young people and there's no, there's no time limit on that, right? Um, like if a if a player needs something, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go get it done, right? Um, and so I think like I think work ethic is is really important. I do think too, like generally speaking, people who have been in athletics are hard workers and have that competitive drive. Like, I, I again. I think in most businesses, this, this rule applies, but like, you're not going to get where you want to get to by being lazy, right? <laughs> like maybe you'll get lucky for a while. Right. Like you'll kind of hit your horse to the, to the right wagon and get lucky, but like being lazy never, never works out. Right. And I think we have to model hard work because we're teaching young people the value of hard work. Hey, if like, if you don't ever get in the gym and then miss shots in a game, like that's, that's on you. Like you didn't work hard. Right. Um, and so I think having a, I think having a like relentless work ethic is really, really important. Um, and I mean, I just would say like high character, right? Like again, like leadership is definitely important, but not every coach is going to be an unbelievable leader. There are guys that make, great assistants get a head coaching job and don't do very well right it's the same thing there are guys that are great players that never get voted their team captain right 
So you just have to you have to have other other characteristics that would um, that would lead to again like hard work, determination, competitiveness, right? I think following the rules is a big one, right? Because again, we're going to have rules as players that we have to follow, and then as coaches, we're going to have to follow them. Um, and so I think like ethical leadership, um, and then I do think like if you're so, I mean, I do test as an introvert, right? But that doesn't mean that I am not relationship-centered with players. Like, you have to want some of that. Like, you can't just be a, a a guy that wants to just, you know, you can't be a coach that just never wants to talk to players. Like, right. that's transactional. You're not going to make an impact. And players aren't going to like playing right. for that. So. Right, right. Now, I have to admit, I would not expect for you to test as an introvert. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> something that... It's something that people usually are surprised to find out. Right. I, I wouldn't say it's like – I. it's not strong. Um, it's not like I, I – but generally speaking, um, when I recharge and relax, I want to do it alone um, instead of around people. And right. so that's that's where most of that comes from. Right. You mentioned earlier about the first practice of the season coming up. It's going to be at midnight. You're going to have recruits there, so forth. What's the most interesting part about recruiting? There is no, um, there's no like rule or um, guideline or like no two kids are alike. And so recruiting a kid one way maybe a terrible way to recruit another kid um again I, I think it's what makes the college game so unique you don't recruit in the nba you don't recruit in high school you you have what you have and like honestly like that's probably why high school coaches if you talk about like in terms of x's and o's like us college coaches learn a lot from high school guys because those guys have to learn how to win games with like one good player Sometimes they have no good players, right? Like, um, particularly at small high schools where nobody's going to go play in college, like, you got to find a way to win games with one guy and, you know, one good player and eight guys on your roster. And, like, those guys can be incredible X's and O's guys. But what makes the college game unique is the, is the recruiting part. And I just I, – I always say recruiting is fluid. Um, some kids want to be – uh, some kids want to be talked to every day. Some kids it's like once every week, some kids it might be like, Hey, just check in every now and then some kids are great on the phone. Some kids are terrible on the phone. Um, some kids you come to campus and you get a great vibe and you're like convinced they're going to come. And then they tell you like a week later, they're not some kids, they come on campus. You're like, man, this kid ain't coming. And then he comes right. Like <laughs> there's, there's just, so much um it's it's so unique um and like yeah there's like again there's general principles like i think if you work hard in recruiting you're going to be more successful in recruiting than somebody who doesn't um but in terms of is there a playbook for recruiting i you know i i don't i think it i think it depends i think again the better the harder you i think if you work hard and you develop the relationships with each kid you're going to be, you're going to figure out what is best suited for them. And that kid is going to end up in a good place, a good fit for that player. And that's yep. a win-win for, for both sides. So 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. As you think back across your basketball career from high school to college uh, as a as a manager, as a GA, now as a head coach and an assistant coach, uh, is there one moment in basketball that just sticks in your mind as either the most fulfilling or the most exciting or the time where you say, I absolutely love what I'm doing with the game of basketball? The, the first moment that sticks out to me was winning the Mac West championship at Eastern Michigan just seeing the school rally around that. It had never been done in school history. Um, getting a championship ring at the college level, you know, that 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 still sits on my desk at my house. Um, and it's something that I take a lot of pride and joy in. Um, and then two other things that, that stood out, sort of like that I was like, hey, I'm doing the right thing. So we had a kid at Goshen when I was a head coach, his name was Demarcus Stuckey. And if anybody ever got to meet him, they would just be, I think, so impressed with his story. Um, And I remember one time he said, I asked him why he liked college so much. And he goes, you know, one of the things I love about college so much is I have my own bed because I never had my own bed growing up. Right. And so one of the things our guys did over Christmas is um, they pooled their money together and bought him a game system. Um, and he had never had his own game system, obviously. And so they did that and they like, they filmed it and sent it to me and we're just like, hey, like, just so you know, like, this is the family that we have here. Um, that these guys, you know, I thought that spoke very highly of their character. Um, but also just like, again, I, I kind of have mentioned the relationship, relational side of coaching, like, that's, that's something that like stood with me for a long time. And then come to think of it, the the third biggest moment was then later that year um, in February. So it was the same season that he was given a game system in February. We beat the number one team in the country. Um, A Matt, like one of the largest upsets in uh, NAI basketball history. Honestly, we were winless in the conference and Indiana Wesleyan was number one in the country and had won. I think, 20 some straight conference games just a crazy amount right and we beat him at the buzzer and demarcus is the guy who made the game winning shot and i think it just it was one of those things that it was like this couldn't have happened to a better kid everybody on our team wanted him to make that they knew he was our best player and all those things and those are just some of the things that have stood out to me um but i mean it's even it's even ironic today I had no idea. Like every day, it seems like in our world is like a special day, right? So today is apparently Coach's Day, National Coach's Day, or something like that, right? And I just had a former player from Goshen just text me, "Hey, Coach, like Happy Coach's Day. Like thinking about you. Thanks for all you've done." And and again, I think that that just shows like if you're in it for the right reasons, those are the things that. I think are fairly common. Like, I don't think that I've done anything crazy. Um, I just think that like, if you embrace, if you embrace the relational aspect of coaching, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have those types of relationships. Those are great stories. And I had no idea that this was national coaches day. So I guess we picked the right day to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I learned about it about an hour ago when the player texted me, I had no idea. So, (laughs) well, good, good. So as we wrap up and you think about where you were when you were a high school student, 
getting ready to embark on this coaching journey and you think about where you are now, is there anything that you wish or anything that you know now that you wish you had known when you were in high school? There are some things about the coaching profession that aren't that glamorous, um, especially at the smaller levels you are, um, you know, like at Goshen, right? Like, you know, we, we didn't have a, you know, I was head coach, strength coach, agility coach, sometimes athletic trainer, fundraiser, scheduler, manage a budget. Um, you just have to do so many things at the, at, at the smaller levels. Now, again, at, if you get to the highest level, like you have a specific person handling your schedule, specific person handling your budget, right? You know, sometimes I did, I mean, even as a, and this is not to like, again, shoot my own horn or anything, but like some days, like I had coach got to do the laundry. Like it just, it, it just is what it is. Right. Um, and so I think just knowing like, I, I didn't play at small college and I started off at the highest level. I went from high school to a division one school. I do think there is value in maybe knowing what, what sm particularly small college is about, because again, there are only so many, there are only so many jobs available and it's really, really hard to get a division one job. Um, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. I, I also think another thing I wish I would have learned is like, when I got my first head coaching job, I thought I was ready, but I, I wasn't, you know? Um, and, and just, you know, I think if I would have probably taken a, a different approach to how I handled certain things, you know, that would have been, you know, that would have been better. Um, but yeah, like I remember what I, in your class, I remember shadow day and I shadowed Ron Neekamp when he was at university of Finley. And I remember him saying some things that have been largely true. Right. Um, like the travel in college basketball, I think gets old. He said the same thing. That was not something that it's not something that I like enjoy doing. Uh, people are always, I, I've been to 38 States basketball, taking me to 38 States, multiple different countries. Like, uh, eh, like, <laughs> I, I think it gets old. I think the travel gets old. It, it can wear on you. Um, you're not going to get rich. I think there's, again, maybe if you work at the highest level and you get a head coaching job, but even when I was at Oakland, like, I think people would be shocked to find out like what, like the third assistant at Oakland makes those guys probably make equivalent to what, like a high school basketball would co coach would make if he just taught and coached. Right. Like that's a third assistant at a division one school. Right. Yeah. Like, if you get to the highest levels, yeah, the like in everybody sees what these what these big time coaches make. Well, those are we're talking a handful of people like um, and also basketball is second fiddle to football. That's just a fact. So like the salaries in football are better. Um, that is true. Um, but you're if you're going to spend your life coaching at small college athletics, like you're not you're not going to be rich. Um, I think you can live a comfortable life, um, you know, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be, you're just, you're not, you're not going to be rich. And I think like too, you probably have to under, I think one thing that's just really important and I'm so blessed. I have a wife who 
her dad has been a lifelong coach. He's still coaching. He's been coaching for 50 years. So she grew up in a, in a coach's, as a coach's daughter. Um, and, um, she's super flexible and she's got a flexible job. Um, and so like, but I do think that is important. Like if you're going to get into college coaching, you have to pick a partner that is understanding of that, whether they were involved in athletics or, or something like that. If they have a traditional nine to five job from a nine to five upbringing, I think they're going to be a little in for a little bit of a, a surprise as to how many late nights, you know, and, and too, like when you're like, when you're an assistant, like I don't control some things. Right. So if, if my boss says like, shoots me a text at three, Hey, I need you to go down to Columbus and watch this kid practice at seven. Like I'm hopping in the car and I'm going down to Columbus. I'm going to be there at seven, you know, like that stuff happens. Right. Um, and, and so I think like, just those are, those are probably important things to remember. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, there are so many rewards that I think that it dwarfs some of the challenges, but I do think there a lot of my buddies that I got into college coaching with don't coach in college anymore because the hours are crazy. It requires a lot of hard work for not much pay. And honestly, their work ethic, like, this is why guys who leave college coaching and go into the business world usually are really successful really quickly because they already have that. They're like, Oh man, I only have to work like 60 hours a week. <laughs> like, Oh, that's a breeze. Right. You mean like, I only got to be in the office like eight to five. Like I get, I get to earn money based on how many things I sell. Like, Oh shoot. I'll do that. <laughs> right. And so it, it, those are, and for some of us, we all reach that point in our life where like, hey, I got I got to make more money or something like that. Like that happens. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but I just think understanding those things can be important. Right. So, John, thank you very much for sharing all of this. I really appreciate you talking about your experience. Um, and as much as it's tough for me to say as a former Bluffton Beaver, Good luck to the polar bears this, this season as yeah. they uh, start and uh, hope, you know, good luck to you and the other coaches. And thank you very much for sharing all of this today. No problem. I appreciate you for having me on. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode of the Joust About Careers podcast. I hope you learned valuable information from this career story. And to be sure you don't miss upcoming episodes, please click subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform so you'll know when the next episode is released. Thank you for watching. And as always, this is the place to go to learn just about careers.